Yo, yo, yo. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Win Win Effect show presented by Winject Studios. As you can tell, boop, Miss B. What's up, B? Hey, what's happening? I'm excited. People are going to go, well, that was a really small introduction. Why? It's because if you don't know this face by now, and if you've been around this show, then you know that the one the, in the top 10 downloads, I think it was over 300,000 downloads on our first episode when you came That's on. It. It oh was over 300,000 oh. downloads. You were the number one for a while. And then Samantha came. And then, of course, everything just caught on fire, which I'm just so grateful for. People just tune in for, you know, obviously listening to the content and, and interviews and maybe some of the questions and some of the stories that come on. I'm just really blessed. And obviously, like yourself, really blessed that we've had an opportunity to interview some astounding individuals that have amazing stories that are relatable and people think, I want to be successful in life. Well, who are you? Like, what are you about? Where do you come from? Like, so sometimes in life, it's not about who you are right now is how you overcome all the things that came up to your life and all that adversity. That's where the, the true definition of an individual is. It's like, how much adversity can you take? And that's usually understanding how much fuel do you have? Thank you again for coming back on. You're the second second guest, returning guest of the win-win effect, but really don't need much of an introduction, but there's a lot of things that you have going on right now, which is I'm sure we'll go into this. For those who don't know who you are, not hearing a previous episode until now, like how do you go about describing who you are and what you're about? You know what? That's actually a really good question because I actually am still trying to figure that out. Maybe you can help me with this because <laughs> you do a lot I also do a lot. So like, how do we like introduce ourselves to the world? Mm -hmm. I think uh, I would probably say when people ask me, what is it that you do? Funny enough, I've actually changed this over the last, I would say two years. Now I say I'm a tech startup fanatic. And they're like, what does that mean? I'm like, I love startups in tech, everything tech mm -hmm. I love. Um, and they're like, well, what do you do in tech? And I was like, well, I basically help startups to, I guess, essentially um, go to market strategy, brand awareness, influence, corporate strategies, um, funding, investment, that type mm -hmm. of thing. Um, and then I also run um, an agency which is called Anamus, anamus.com, mm -hmm. which is a digital agency where we scale brands in tech. Um, and on top of that, I'm actually about to, I think last time we spoke, um, we were talking about an application which actually went sour, which I'm happy to talk about. Uh, it was Workle. Uh, went sour with the partners that I was in. Long story short, now we're getting acquired uh, with Focus as an agency and we're mm -hmm. turning the agency service into a product called Ployd, P-L-O-Y-D, which is- I saw that. I think you sent it. I think it was Will. Is it yeah. Will sent me something? It, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure, but long story short, we're creating this awesome subscription-based product where basically you can get a whole recruitment service from end-to-end -end, um, on a small flat fee or retainer subscription-based because, you know, recruitment, let's face it, it's not sustainable. You know, they're charging 20 to 50K a pop um, to place a person that may or may not last, right? So um, we are essentially coming in and becoming the Netflix of recruitment, I guess. That's like a, I guess, somehow, somewhat is what I would say. <laughs> no, that was great. What mm -hmm. would you say? I'm actually curious. What would you say? I, like, I'm like you. I'm like you. I don't like labels. Like when people would say, 
like me, my past life, obviously, I feel like I've lived a couple different lives when it comes to business. And I really relate to Dave Meltzer, our good friend we were just talking about previously before we hit record. We obviously yeah. have a really, I have a really great relationship with him, but that relationship is based upon like years of touch points. And he has done so much. And I, like, what did I call him? I think it was a Forrest Gump of business. <laughs> Because of he's, I did something like that. I can't remember what it was. It was in a funny meeting. And then he, because he was involved with the first smartphone. He was, you know, obviously a Steinberg sports agency, like Jerry Maguire stuff. And he's done so freaking much, right? Because I don't want to be labeled as the sales guy. I'm not a salesperson. I've never sold anything in my life. I've never sold anything in my life. I don't have to sell. I sell through quantitative value. That's what I sell. Like yeah. I make it, I reverse the table and make you sell me. Like, why should I give you this pin? Like why? So in, like, in like five words or what is it that you do? What would you say? I'm a bad motherfucker. What I don't do is the question. Like, what do you do for a living? I change lives. I change lives. Next question. <laughs> like, what is that? What is that movie? Uh, ah, what was that movie? Anyways, the movie where Samuel Jackson, he was, I want you to reach in that bag. Then my wallet says bad motherfucker on it. <laughs> Literally, literally. Oh my god, that's, that's hilarious! Whatever you want now, you're a bad motherfucker. Okay. I don't even know how to really say it because I'm I'm now making a transition it's step hard, into. Right? It's difficult because you don't want to be like labeled. Oh, he's the sales guy, or he's the guy behind yes. this, or he's and, and the person like of us. this. Right. I feel like people like us get really bored. Right. Hundred percent. So looking for the next thing. So if we say something, it may change a month later, or it may change a year later. Right. Right. So, right. Yeah. You, if you just said to me when we met that I would own a broadcasting media corporation that an IPO is about to go, I would have looked at you a year and a half ago and been like, "You're full of shit, B." <laughs> I think it's more about the startup to me. It's like the excitement of something brand new and taking something from an idea and turning mm -hmm. it into a real thing that people love. There's a show I can't remember what it was. I think it is called Startup. Like two oh years ago, I am obsessed with that show. By the way, it's like. A Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the one that the tech people. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Okay. Oh my god, I think I watched every season. I'm not even kidding. In like, I think 72 hours, it was disgusting. I think it, I think it was just the first season that I watched. I don't think I watched the second one. No, I watched like everything. And mind you, I'm the girl that falls asleep a quarter through every single movie. <laughs> so for me, I, that was. Like, I can see yeah. that. <laughs> I, I can really see that. <laughs> what about the startup companies and what about something brand new do you get more excited about? Um, I, I guess it's just, I love, to be honest, like since um, having agencies, I love the whole startup realm of, I guess, you know, me not as a founder or as a director, but being on the board as an advisor because I like that. Mind you, I'm like, I'm learning a ton, like mm -hmm. every single day. These people are much older than me, much wiser than me. And I'll, I'll put, you know, my hands down and say that they truly are. They're super inspiring. And I've just learned so much as an individual. My first board position was BizPay. And they're a fintech company, so they're enough to pay for. Uh, businesses in, in the service space and they're actually about to go IPO in November um, at a 400 million valuation of a two-year company by the way that is freaking insane mm -hmm. um, but long story short that was my first board position from there I got poached by another company called Inner Auctions 
same thing, board position, um, but they're a tech startup as well where they essentially, I don't want to bore you guys, but essentially it's like an application where you can bid anywhere from across the world on a property and purchase it from an app, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Um, but I guess I love it because A, I learn a ton, B, if they exit, I get equity, and that's a massive win for me. 100%. Uh, see, um, I'm learning things that I need to learn to be able to scale my own business. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't take on any, I guess, advisory board position. I don't even know if that's like a title. It sounds like a cocky title, by the way. It's not even, that's not even what it is. It's literally just a part of a team where you just do cool stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, I love it because it's it's... I'm learning a ton. And- okay. When you're learning a ton like that, and I'm, I'm the same way, not to cut you off, I, I have an idea. So when you have, like when you're setting up these type of, I guess, when you're on a board or in your advisory or you're giving some type of, I guess, advice when it comes to what they need to do in tech or X, Y, Z, right? Whatever an organization. Yeah. I look at sometimes as more of a side deal when I go look at something. Well, this could be something else that I do. Like even when I'm like enrolling people into a program, I always look at what's going to be in the best interest of this company or this person, this individual, short term or then long term. And then we reverse the table a little bit and say, all right, well, what are some things that will actually prevent you from doing it? And it's the same way. And when I'm looking at a company, I have the same type of approach. Okay, here's what I think you need. But it's not about what I think you need. It's about what you see that's possible. Mm. So what is possible for you? Because what I believe is there's nothing that can't stop me or stop a company if you have that quantitative value, right? And I really, I speak so freaking passionately about this that people go, people have met me five years ago. And I'm like, how do you doing what you're doing now? I'm like, because I'm freaking learning, bro. Like every day I learn something new. Like you think I was going to be the same asshole five years ago. And it's not about like, I look for all this knowledge and reading books and shit. That's someone's opinion. I'm looking for explicit knowledge. Mm-hmm. How could I take that from you? Make it my own, like like uh, what they do in Tokyo, right? What they do in Tokyo is what that makes Japan great is that they take everything from all the other punk countries and make it their own and make it so and make it a little bit better with a Kobe beef, everything else. Like it's, I don't know. It's like yeah. one of the things that they do there, I guess. But I was like, I'm going to take what you do and I'm just going to do it better. Prove it. <laughs> yeah. Experience, right? From the best, obviously. Right. But yeah, no. Um, so these startups are really cool. Um, you should go check them out, bizpay.com um, and anywhereauctions.com.au. Uh, and there's another company that I just took on, which is called floofers.com.au, mm-hmm. which is essentially like a pet application where you can, like an Airtasker. You guys have Airtasker over there? You do, right? What you is that? Airtask- Oh, you don't have it. It's like a, it's like a marketplace app. So essentially, uh, if you're trying to find a pet sitter or a pet. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. All right. With, with pet sitters. Yeah. So it's really cool. It's called floofers.com.au. Um, yeah. When you're looking at these types of things, are they brought to you or are you seeking out for these type of opportunities? You know, they're always brought to me, mm-hmm. but I should be seeking. Okay. Because if they're bought to me, I, I guess there's other things out there that are cool, if not cooler, to get mm-hmm. involved in. So I, I would, yeah, do both. But yeah, these are bought to me. But I do, I do get asked all the time to do sweat, sweat equity deals. Yeah. And sweat equity, as you know, it's like getting equity in return of providing your services or your time um, mm-hmm. instead of paying you actual cash. 
So I do get a lot of deals like that, but I don't, I can't take on everything, right? Because it's like, yeah, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. And it becomes crazy. So um, I only take on things that I'm super passionate about and that I know that will do well. Mm-hmm. Well, Remember back in the day when you started at Kirby? I think I remember that from your story. Is it Kirby? You're selling. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That's I, re- I have one of those weird memories that I m- remember crazy shit that I probably shouldn't remember, but door, door knocking as a right. female. The girl back then and the person who you were, just so green to the world when it comes to business, but you had that hustle mentality. Okay. And that's something that's where my question is going to go. That's something that you can't teach, in my opinion. It comes within. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you see entrepreneurs or you see people that have done e- extraordinary things in life, they don't come from the best situations in life. Absolutely. So that hustle mentality and that grind inside of you, it never leaves an individual unless they start moving away or operating somewhere when they're not plugged into their source as what makes them tick. So when Mm -hmm. you're looking at your old self, what advice would you tell yourself back then? You know, like, I mean, I, uh, I got asked this question on a podcast and I, and my answer was exactly this. I don't think I would tell, even though I would tell myself something at the age, let's just say I'm 30 now, which I am. Mm -hmm. I hate 30. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) If I was to tell myself at 18 and say, Hey B, by the way, I'm just letting you know that you shouldn't make that deal or make that move because this is going to happen. I wouldn't listen. Right. You listen to your 30 self telling you, you're not, you're going to be like, what the fuck is she talking about? Like, what what are you even saying to me right now? I don't even know what you're saying. So I guess either way, whatever I say to myself at that age, I'm still going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to go through the process. It's not that it's going to be another obstacle or journey of some sort. We're going to go through it, you know, to be able Mm -hmm. to be it. So I think um, either way, I'm still going to, yeah, make those mistakes. You need to. I love the answer because I feel the same when it comes to everything that I've had to overcome or the situations. Because I can't look back at my life and see myself at 18 and say, yeah. hey, man, do this. When I give advice, I'm just a finger pointing down the trail. You got to walk that shit for yourself. A hundred percent. If you told yourself to make a right move, and you would win 10x that, whatever that may be for you, you're still going to go down the other route. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have to go through it. Even like the early stages when you start making coin that you've never made before, call it new money Mm -hmm. syndrome, you start buying shit because it's the ego. Yeah. Just because. Through is the only way out, for sure. mm -hmm. You got to go through. Like That's one thing that I wish I would have been a little bit more aware of at a younger age is actually feeling more really embracing a moment and feeling that for what it was because mm. there's nothing was ever good enough. I was always chasing going after stuff. And that's where the hustle mentality comes from. Cause I couldn't ever just be satisfied. It was always yeah. more. It was always more and more and more and more. What easy people like us get bored. Even in relationships, I get bored. If you don't challenge me, that's my thing. You have to challenge me. Mm. If I'm not challenged intellectually, then I'm going to move on. And I'm not moving on to another individual, like just relationships or another business. It's not that. I'm going to challenge myself. I love when I meet people that they're able to share 
their perception or something in their story. And it makes me looking at something just a little different. And I'll go, well, that's interesting. And then I'll start investigating because that's my curious mind. I can't stop. Perfect example. I I remember that you worked at Kirby. That was your start. That was somewhere in my subconscious mind that I yanked it out. Just couldn't believe I remembered it, but I do remember it. But it's kind of like one of those things where you go, you're going through life and you're navigating and you're seeking people think they need to seek externally, but sometimes you just need to be alone in your own thoughts and kind of like really be aware of actually what's happening in your life. A hundred percent. That's actually something I'm doing or trying to, to work on is questioning myself all the time. Like How why so? do I do what I do? Why, why am I friends with that person? Mm. Why am I in partnership with that person? Why am I doing what I do? Like, why do I live in this suburb? Why do mm-hmm. I live in this apartment? Why am I dating this person? Like I question mm-hmm. myself all the time, you know? Are you critical or are you just questioning? Both. Okay. Both. Yeah. Cause the thing is like, you know, um, high expectations as a person, I mean, you know, if I question myself and I know my potential, I'm most of the time I'm half-assing what I'm doing mm. <laughs> or I'm settling in some way. And that's why I question myself. And then unfortunately I need to sacrifice or have the courage to, to leave something behind or, or mm. move on from something. Um, for, for bigger and better things, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, you always find yourself, if you question yourself constantly, you always find yourself, you're actually half-assing everything. Most 100%. things. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I'm like, holy shit, like I could have done better. You know? Part of my discovery was that. Yeah. Once I realized that I was only operating at a 40% level in relationships, personal relationships, and I was yeah. operating at an 80%, of my potential mm-hmm. in business, yeah. Houston, we got a problem. Yeah. And that's where all my attention was going because that's what I was most interested in because I wasn't challenged in other parts of my life. Mm. So where do you go from here is the question for people. Like if they're an entrepreneur and they're, or maybe just not even an entrepreneur, just maybe they're a, uh, maybe a director for a company and they are operating at a certain level when it comes to business and they are maybe 25, 30, 35 years old, and they getting to the point to where, okay, I now I have a have to have a man in my life. They think I have to have one. And they end up being a woman makes a hard choice. They have to either be the bitter chick and they come across as bitter, but they're not really bitter. They just have high expectations that no one's able to meet that. But then sometimes it could be maybe they've been scarred in the relationships. But yeah. then it was like, well, I, why am I going to put my attention on this when I'm not getting any satisfaction? maybe physically, but not emotionally and intellectually. Mm. Do you see my point? Like, so where, totally. what is the, what is the advice that you would give? Because it's funny is because I've been approached and giving advice when it comes to stuff like this. I'm like, who, why are you asking me? <laughs> oh my God, I get like, but it's something that needs to be addressed when it comes to like what we do for a living and why we do what we do. And we're only operating at a certain percent. Yeah. Well, I, I think for, I can't speak for other people, but I think I can speak for myself. Yes. Um, are we talking about personal or business? Personal business? Oh, I mean, just like we don't need to go into detail, but like say, for instance, you're operating at an 80% level when it comes to business. And yes. you're operating at a 40% when it comes to your personal life. And it doesn't mean yeah. it has to be like sexually or relationship, yeah. just all yeah, relationships yeah. when it comes to personal stuff, right? Because we all... Yeah have failed in certain situations when it comes to that of investing that time. 
Look, I think I can't, as I, as I said, I can't speak for anybody else, but I can speak for, for myself uh, through being going through this currently and doing it mm-hmm. uh, personally and professionally. I definitely am not performing 100% at my best in business, even so. I question myself every day, but I do perform at a much higher level in my work, business, career, whatever you may call it, life versus my personal. Mm-hmm. The reason why I don't perform enough in my personal life, and I do think it takes two to tango, it takes two to actually, you know, flourish in a relationship. Um, it's not always the guy. It's it's definitely myself also. Um, I think I lack in a lot of things. But I've questioned myself the reason why I do that is because I don't feel motivated enough to... Mm. do that or be that woman or or do those things for my partner because I'm essentially um, settling for something that I'm comfortable with for now. So the reason why I don't perform as well in my personal life is because I'm not motivated enough to. Same thing as a career or work. It's like, why are you not performing? It's because your employee, employer or employee, whatever, whatever it is, they're not motivated or they're not passionate within the product or the company or the staff or whatever it is. You're not motivated mm-hmm. to do that. Right. Um, without passion, really, there's nothing and there's only, uh, you know, a long piece of string that will last. So I think, yeah, just not enough motivation, not enough passion, not enough, um, mm-hmm. not enough that I want to be able to stick around or do things for. Okay. Is it because of, you don't see the gratification side of it enough of on, and I'm not saying personal or business because I know we can relate it back to business is fine because here's the thing. If you're in business, if I'm putting in all this work, right. And I move Uh that needle just a little bit, but here's the thing. And we both know about success and about the grind. Uh You get to a certain point and that tipping point and all that momentum just you might see yeah, 0.01%, 0.01%. And that's the freaking grind right there is working at a hundred percent towards something that you're so passionate about that you feel inside of your soul and everyone else around you is telling you you're a moron pretty much. Mm. And you only move that needle just a little bit and you get, guess what? You get back up tomorrow and you're putting in that effort and that effort and attitude is two things you can't buy to store. So in that tipping point, but if you're not seeing that return, cause you're not, it, it's about faith, right? That's the yeah. principle of faith. It's believing something inside of your soul that you know to be true. Is it there's no faith in that part because you don't see enough to return on that investment of the time and effort you're putting in? I think it's a lot of things, right? Okay. Um, a super high expectations, you know, um, mm-hmm. like my expectations are just through the roof, Not not to be like, you know, a dick about it. But I just think, you know, I've gone through so much in my life to get to a certain point. And I think, you know, as a woman, I've I've really been through the sticks, to the mud, to the dirt, to the stars. Yeah. And I think, you know, if I was to half-ass my personal life or half-ass anything that comes towards me, um, I'm I'm really just lying to myself. And, yes. you know, um, I just think I've been through so much to to take something on 50%, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, why, why can't we have it all? Like, you know, people are like, Oh, you can't have it all. You got to compromise. Like, 
I mean, I don't know if I really believe, like I used to believe it, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to because you can have it all. Um, you know, obviously there's, there's compromising along the way, but, you know, I want at least 90%. This is something I speak a lot about because I'm, I'm really passionate about. People say that you can't have it all, but it's not about their all. Yeah. What they perceive to be as all. It's how you feel internally and in, like intuitive, like inside your intuition. Like, I just feel it. I'm at peace with myself. I'm at peace in this. I'm at peace. I'm just, I, I can be present now because I'm able to surrender because I'm so freaking just inside of my blissful self. The true yeah. essence of me as an individual, just at yeah. bliss. And I feel that when in my life, when I wake up in the morning, I feel just so light. I feel it's weird feeling. I've been like, I don't know what it has been going on. Maybe it's just the transformation of being. Hmm? Say again. What star sign are you real quick? Uh, Taurus. Taurus. Oh, right. Can't make sense. You're a, what are you guys thinking? Uh, half, half Scorpio, half Sagittarius. Oh yeah. You're trouble. Yep. Um, <laughs> you're trouble, but like, no, but like, no, like good trouble. I mean, yeah, that's like, there's, but there's a lot of, you know, very, we're, both extremely, that's what makes a lot of sense now. And I knew that even with your birthday. I don't know why I just went a blank, but that's kind of funny that when you're looking at stuff like this, I just feel so light on my feet because I put in so much work when there's, I, that's pandemic or pandemic or whatever you want to call it. When you're looking at certain situations, I put in this work when no one was watching and even at an optimal level that I thought I was operating at. I was only operating at like 80%. Now I've merged both because I didn't have the other side of my personal relationships there. Yeah. So I put all my attention on merging everything. And so therefore I'm able to slow down time. Do you know what I mean by slowing down time? Yeah. Like I'm on this call with you. That's the only thing mm. I'm doing. Mm. So I think about how many things you do in life that you're doing multiple things. Yeah. I do one thing and I do that one thing exceptionally well. But if I'm working yeah. at a hundred percent, so if I'm going to the store, <laughs> I'm going to the store. I'm there at the store. See my point. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get the apples. I'm going to get whatever. Cause I'm dialed in. Yeah, I know. I'm laughing because it's my weakness. I, I freaking, I'm the worst at that. And it's so funny. Like my colleagues are like, Cause I don't have my, my video on and I'm like eating lunch and I'm doing something in the back <laughs> and like, Hey B, we just want to double check. Are you multitasking again? Like, what are you doing? And then I'll put my video on. I'm like, yeah, I'm having lunch. Look at my food. <laughs> you know, I'm the worst for that. I need to work on it though. Um, but yeah, I agree. We need to focus more on what we're doing one time. I challenge people to do that because it set me free B. Yeah. It set me free. Now I'm not worried about everybody else's expectations of what I'm doing because I've yeah. gotten to the point now where I don't have to prove anything other to, to myself and challenge myself. Yeah. I started holding myself accountable. Like I'm one of those weirdos that has to have a spreadsheet to hold me accountable. <laughs> so I have one in my personal life that I grade my life. Yeah. I grade my life. Here's where I'm yeah. failing. Here's where I need more work. And that mm -hmm. is constantly me putting myself back into alignment. Yeah. And it's difficult because oh, you'll, you'll see the instant return. You'll see the return after 30 days. Right. B. And then you go, Oh, I'm good. I'm like, I'm, I'm down to like me. Like right now I've lost my, none of my clothes fit. None of them fit. <laughs> none of them fit. <laughs> none. 
Like I'm, I'm down to a certain weight that I haven't been at since my knee surgery, like four years, five years ago before like yeah. relationship. And it's not about stress or anything. Is that I don't, yeah. I'm just I, all parts of my life. I'm finally coming into that focal point Yeah. in my life. It's like, it doesn't catch my attention and I'm not passionate about that at that moment. And I don't do it. Yeah, it's true. What advice would you give to anybody that is feeling like they're being pulled in every direction and they're doing too much and multitasking and they need to stay focused on what is best for them? Mm. That's really difficult. I mean, this is a really complex type of question and conversation for those who are probably tuning into this. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? This is some shit that people need to talk more about, I believe. Yeah, it's hard because I'm not that person. You're that person. I'm well, I'm the opposite of that. Yes, like, but that's kind of a, like, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard, okay. especially if you're doing so much, you right? Know, in life, and I guess if you're constantly, if your mind's constantly running, you know, a thousand miles an hour or what have you, you're just constantly thinking about, like, when I'm in a meeting or when I'm doing something, I'm thinking about what's on my agenda next. What okay. do I need? To prepare and I'm preparing my mind for something that's not even happening. I'm not even present with what I'm actually doing. So I think, um, you know, being accountable, obviously I I'm truly all about that. You know, a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't hold themselves accountable. Um, not just like within business, but in general, they're like, you know, I'm not trying to be a Gary V here, but you know how he talks about like, you know, F you mom, like, you know, you made my child life, you know, my, my child upbringing was shit and that's why I'm shit. And that's why I have a shit job and I'm not educated enough to make enough money and I have a shit career and I got a shit partner and whatever. And people are just constantly blaming their past tense on their future or their right. current present moment. Um, so I definitely hold myself accountable for that. I'm not an emotional person when it comes to, you know, any rejection or anything that doesn't go my way. I'm super, super laser focused when that happens. I just kind of brush it off. Like nothing ever happened. And they're like, why are you not crying right now? My, my, the guys that I date, they're like, how are you not emotional about this? Like, how are you not crying? And I'm like, it is what it is. Like, you know, like, like, or is it your experience of being around potentially um, more emotional women in life. I'll start asking questions, right? So yeah. When, do you see, this is why I'm, 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 a, I'm a, literally a nightmare when it comes to people that have weak-minded tendencies in statements yeah. where they're projecting. No offense. I mean, I'm not trying to say and put myself in that situation. When yeah. people say things like that, sometimes they're warning you to. So okay. they're based on their perception, projecting that out saying, hey, that's kind of like more of a gaslight. Hey, women that I've been with are a little bit more emotional. Why are you not like this? It shouldn't be, why are you not like this? It's like, wow, this is great. And embracing what that is. Yeah. And asking more questions. But if it had asked more questions, you would have opened up more. See my point? 100. Yeah. Because if it asked more questions, I wouldn't have asked, why are you not like XYZ? Wow, this is interesting. Is this normal? Like for, like, do you not feel that piece or is it that you're not caught into the emotional side because there's three conversations that happen there's a point of view conversation there's an emotional conversation and my all-time favorite the egotistical conversation that goes on right now as i'm having a conversation with you but if you notice how i just brought that up you opened up more Mm -hmm. so what just happened 
And that's the questions you ask people. And if that's a general interest in you as an individual, like, wow, this is interesting. Tell me more than you would tell me more. But that's where a lot of people get caught up in their own insecurities and their own head. And they should just be present in that moment. But this is where a lot of people haven't caught that moment with you. They're not in sync on who their true self is at that moment. When me kind of going over that, like what jumps out to you the most? With accountability? Anything. Okay. Like, so say for instance, if, and I was the person that said that to you, why are you not like this? Why do you not cry? Mm. Why are you not emotional in the situation? Well, but if, well, I, what I mean, if somebody was to ask me a question like that, is that what you asked yes. me first? Yes. Um, yeah, good question. I, I mean, it's about asking questions to be able to understand I guess my, my person and what I'm made up of. Um, yeah. So, so you know who you're talking to, right? Like you need to ask questions. Um, I think, you know, for me, uh, the reason why I'm like that is because, you know, single mom, as I, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, you know, um, had to fought for myself throughout my whole life. Didn't really have a father figure. I was kind of my own role model. So Mm -hmm. rejection and, you know, sadness and things that happen, around me, I never really got emotional because that was a sign of weakness in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I've always had to act tough or be tough, even though I'm so not tough. I'm actually really emotional. I cry even over my dog, but around nobody, like I'll do it behind doors and then I'll just brush it off. Like nothing happened. <laughs> I'm a super strong woman compared to, you know, I guess most people out there. Um, I, I don't, I'm not saying I'm stronger than people, but I mean, based on the things that I've been through and I guess um, experienced in life at such a young age, it just taught me to be tough and I can't be weak. Mm-hmm. It's like, be man the F up, literally a little voice, man the F up. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> It'll be okay, you know? Um, and, and funny enough, most of the guys that I attract um, in my dating life are like the complete opposite. They're always really emotional. You know, um, they cry over certain things. They're very sensitive. Um, whereas I'm like the male in the relationship, and most dating oh, so much sense. I've been in, they were like, they'd be like, "Are you sure you weren't born a male? Like seriously?" He's mm-hmm. like, "Like you have so much male traits happening for you. <laughs> you look like a woman, but you're actually a male." <laughs> this is really interesting conversation because similar kind of I've always been attracted and attracted strong women in my life. Yeah. On the exterior, kind of like the mental like type of game. Okay. Yeah. But then once I don't know what it was, it it was kind of like that type of situation. I wasn't able to be vulnerable enough to be able to show my sensitive side because I've never Mm -hmm. had and I wouldn't say never is a very strong word I have is I wasn't able to hold on, hold that space for long enough yeah. to be able to grab, I guess, grab my attention enough for me to stay in tune and synchronize with the individual. But mm-hmm. I've learned now it's not about me holding on to something as in control in a relationship It's more about embracing that energy because we're all you are is energy. Like you, your body's not even real. We're made up of hundred percent energy. Yeah the time where I need to be in holding space a hundred percent and being true to who I am as an individual, my source of being tapped in because either you're detached or you are in tune. You can't be both. Right. So 
thinking yeah. and being, you can't do both at the same time. So if you yeah. sat there and thought, you can't just be. Being is surrendering. So I need to be able to surrender my own true needs, wants, desires to really mm -hmm. embrace your energy and embracing and understanding that counterpoint for what it is. And that's true love. Mm. And really holding that space, not holding you. And that's where a lot of, I see relationships. I'm able to do that in business, but I was able to actually do that hundred percent in my personal life. And this is where, I don't know. I, I truly believe everything does happen for a reason that mm. I put myself in a situation where I was able to shed all that bullshit that I used to be told. And sometimes mm -hmm. when you go through shit alone, it was no other choice. I, my cat became my best friend <laughs> pretty much. Right. My dog is like my life. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I know there's a more of a long window. I'm just kind of like explaining for the listeners because it's not about oh, what we're saying it's what they're hearing. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is so freaking profound that they don't, they're, they're not going to grasp that, what that meaning is. If you're mm -hmm. attracting a more of an individual, uh, maybe in a sexual relationship or a personal relationship, you're attracting mm -hmm. more of, I wouldn't say feminine. It's not really feminine. It's more of a individual. They are able to be vulnerable with you and show their emotions. Cause you create that environment for them to mm -hmm. be vulnerable. It's not about you're attracting that. Do you see my mm -hmm. point? You're okay. not attracting a weak minded individual. You're, you're creating an environment for them to feel safe, to be vulnerable. Yeah, like I, I agree. Like to be fair, I've attracted the best men in yes. terms of loyalty, respect, loving, all of that. I've never really had a crazy love story where I hear a lot of my female girlfriends go through all these crazy stories, and I'm like, oh my god, thank God that's never happened to me. Mm -hmm. Sorry that happened to you, but I just think, um, you know, like I think. I don't want to talk too much on dating and entrepreneurship. But Me either. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a constant question I always get, like, you know, from females. They're like, how do you find dating men? Like, do you find that they're intimidated? Are they scared? And to be fair, like, most men are actually scared to approach me, which is actually quite sad, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, I would get a lot of males talk about me to people that I know of, like, like, highly talk about me as in they really want to be with me. They want to date me, but they would never find the courage to actually approach me mm -hmm. and actually say, Hey B, I really like to take you on a date. Do you want to go on a date? Like they can't, like, it's like impossible. So I'm actually yeah. unapproachable apparently. And I've heard this multiple times over and over and over again throughout right. my whole life. So yeah, it's really, it's really strange, but I think, you know, um, finding for me, my, my highest value is finding security and a safe place enough for me to be feminine because yes. women, that's our true self. We are mm -hmm. a feminine spirit. You know, we're not a masculine energy all the time. So I think that's kind of like the goal for most women. I love this. And yes, most people are probably thinking, okay, we're going to go into this personal life or, you know, stuff. And this is very vulnerable information. <laughs> I appreciate you saying, but it has nothing to do really with, I'm just, what I'm, the point that I'm making has nothing to do really about relationships and personal life or in business. It should be both. In general. Yeah. In yes. hundred percent. Yeah. So I, I attract women or I attract whatever people, situations, energy, and I attract businesses and opportunities the same way I attract everything else in my life. Correct. Yeah. hundred percent. It's a 360. Yeah. My dad said this, at a, I know that you don't do Thanksgiving out there in Australia, right? But, um, 
Thanksgiving. They don't do it here either in the UK. But I told myself that's one. That's my favorite holiday because you don't have to do anything, right? Your mom cooks and get turkey and all kind of other crazy stuff, right? But in the UK, I told someone I was like, I'm gonna go celebrate Thanksgiving, and they were like, How are you gonna go do that in the UK? I was like, I'm just gonna walk into your house, but like this house is now my house. <laughs> anyways, but anyways, but <laughs> cook me dinner. I was. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. But it's like um, my dad was sitting down. This is years ago. This is like probably like seven years ago or so ish. Yeah. Yeah. My dad said, how are you so great when it comes to you over exceeding expectations and business and, and doing what you do? You've even as a child, I've watched you go play baseball. You're not just playing baseball. You're the best one on a field. You're yeah. the best one at this. You always, this is strive to always be the best. And I didn't know this at the time, but that was my competitive advantage because of my older sister that passed away that was handicapped. And I don't yeah. have to do what I do. I get to do it. And I'm just more about me, me being more grateful that I have the opportunity to be able to walk, talk, play, do whatever. Then now it's obviously seeking approval of mm -hmm. my parents that I didn't realize. But he's like, how yeah. are you so shitty in your personal life? It's because I didn't know, I didn't know how to get in alignment yet. And yeah. that, you see the last word I just said? Yet. Uh, alignment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yet. And using, a, I haven't figured out how to do it yet. And that one, that one three-letter word has changed my life. It's changed everything for me. I put yet at the end of everything that I do, that I haven't accomplished. I haven't done it yet, but I will. <laughs> yeah, like I will eventually if it aligns of what I want. And sometimes yeah. you end up attracting or end up accomplishing things that you don't even give a shit about, but everyone else mm -hmm. perceives it as a huge accomplishment. And I look at it as like, it's just something I do. Mm. Like, you know, um, I, cause I'm so big on content as you know, and I post a ton of stuff. LinkedIn's kind of like my main platform. Yes. And I, and I did a post. It, was, it actually would, um, resonate with most listeners here on listening. Um, I have to find it. God, it was so good. But essentially what I said, and I actually did a repost on my story. Um, uh, here we go. It said, I don't know why we all hang on to that job relationship and career we know we're better off letting go it's like we're scared to lose what we don't even really have some of us say we'd rather have something than absolutely nothing mm. but the truth is to have halfway it's harder than actually not having it at all That's you know because people are, people are half asking everything right it's like it's like why mm. are you afraid to let go of that job or that career or that that alignment or whatever it is that doesn't align with you mm -hmm. um it's actually shittier to have it 50%. I love that because it actually puts you in a situation where you're able to embrace and taking whatever situation and whatever the experience, you want to feel it all the way to the highest level. Uh -huh. think, think about cooking food for a second. Obviously, you know, I'm Italian. So obviously I grew up obviously with nice, really good pasta and, and food. So when I'm like missing home or I'm like missing my mom or my family or my comfort food is pretty much Italian food. Because mm -hmm. it, it used to be Chinese, but Chinese food sucks here in England. So no offense, That's London it. people. It just really sucks. It's not like New York style, like Chinese food. I know it's awful. Anyways, make a long story short. I love cooking. Cooking's my thing. Mm. Cooking used to not be my thing because I always had other women in my life that would normally cook. Okay. Right. Well, I thoroughly enjoy cooking because I take my time like sauce. Okay. 
And that's why I use this example with the Italian stuff because people think, oh, I'll go to, what is it, Pragu or whatever, the, the canned shit. I don't do that. I cook my sauce before I cook my meals, like two or three days. Like it's marinate, you know what I mean? And then it goes in the fridge and then next day yeah. I heat it up and that's that's real sauce, okay? That's oh, sauce. Crap. Stepping it up. Well, that's the thing though. That's my release is was cooking was my release. And I ended up yeah. shedding more weight because of it. Cause I'm cooking. I don't eat out and I don't order in. Yeah. That's awesome. And I eat the most, like I love seafood. seafood. Now I think you're vegan, aren't you? You're vegan, right? Yes. I'm vegetarian. So I eat fish. Okay. okay got it. Okay. So love it. Yeah. Makes sense. I love seafood because I come from Charleston, sure. South Carolina and it's just right on the water and it's beautiful. Right. So, but when you're looking at certain situations when me cooking, if I take the time to experience that meal to the highest level, and if I take that way of approaching cooking a meal, why should not take yeah. that obviously in business? And that's what's happening with life. Yeah. Because there's, there's too much on the line when it comes to business. When you, you need to take your time and make sure you have that presentation all the way down to the like whatever that pitch is. I, I used to have to visualize myself in that board meeting what I was wearing, what was the smell, what cologne did I have on, what was the temperature like, what was the expressions on their face for me to nail it? I think people overthink it too. 100%. That's why. They just don't do. Mm -hmm. Is it over, they overthink it because it's too much on the line or they overthink it because they're caught in their own stuff? They overthink it because they're worried about what other people think. There it is. Boop. (laughs) Uh, The end. Bye guys. Bye guys. <laughs> the secret of life just happened right then. At 40 something second, 40 something minutes into this. I don't even know what else to say. Like there's no coming back from this. Like, all right, game over. That's true. It's true. End, of, end, end of episode. Anyways. All right. Well, <laughs> I knew this was going to happen eventually. Like we get have another conversation and coming on to the show. Cause obviously we've had so many I other conversations. Like could like talk for hours by the way like chris and i could literally talk for five hours just about random stuff and just mm-hmm. going these deep and meaningful conversations <laughs> you invited me on alive and it's true i feel the same way because every time i have a conversation with you i look i'm like holy fuck why is it dark okay so <laughs> remember you invited me on a live you invited me on a live on your channel and I came on a live and if live went, Oh yeah, I remember that. Yes, do you remember I, that? It was like, it went on for two hours, but it, we stopped. It got, we got cut off an hour. No, it went for ages. Every time we talk, it always goes for so long, you know, cause we would just like talk about life stuff. That's so crazy. Yeah. Good That's energy. So That's right. Good energy. Yeah. It's the, it's, yeah. it's the, yeah, it's the energy a hundred percent and you can feel energy and you can, but you have to be, willing to embrace the energy to be able to feel it all the way through your soul. Yeah. In my opinion, being tapped into other people's energy. And that was the point that, and then I, I don't know how I do this, but I did a huge loop back. But when you're tapped into any, anything in life, I look at the energy of a business and energy of individuals and in energy within the company, outside the company, the boundaries, the whatever, right. In my personal yeah. life, if I can't recycle my energy, you got to go. You got to go. And what do I mean by recycling energy? I need to be able to recycle that energy with you to be re-energized and to not feeling like I have to give more or receive more. It just comes, it comes fluent. Like you ever been in a situation where you just feel something's off? Intuition. It's your intuition. 
Mm-hmm. I actually seen a psychic. I'm totally not into these things, but I seen a psychic, and she said your biggest strength in life is your intuition. And if mm-hmm. you go against your intuition, that's when everything goes wrong. Yeah, the universe is what the universe is doing is out of alignment, so it, it's being it's counter reactive. Yeah. So you know, people should always, whether it's as I said, career, life, work, relationships, intuition is key. Oh you know? my gosh. When the moments, the, the hardest moments in my life, and I've learned this now, the hardest moments in my life, even when it comes to business, I mean, I just told you, shared a story and I'm not going to go into detail because they haven't received the thing yet. I'm not sure when they're going to actually receive yeah, yeah, yeah. it. So when I was signing this thing and I was like, who am I? <laughs> who am I? Like, how is this possible? <laughs> how did I end up here? Like, how, I, like, yeah, like how, like, and someone asked me that question once I was actually on a show and someone's actually ballsy enough to ask me that. Like, how did you get there? Like, have you thought about that yet? And I was like, no, because if I actually really, truly put the intention that it needed and it deserves to really figure this shit out, then I would probably be in a loony bin. <laughs> 100. I get so scared to think about it because that if I always think about of like young B to now, I'd be like, oh, oh my God, I feel like I'm lying to myself. I'm lying to the audience. I'm like, this is not really who I am, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. My life is shit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Like, sometimes it's about it's about the looking at who's competent enough to be able to give you advice or whatever, right? So sometimes people that are competent enough to give you advice, it doesn't mean that they're the best at whatever that is. Yeah. I mean, look yeah. at Tim Glover for a second. Why he was the best coach ever for Michael Jordan performance and understanding stuff that you have to go all the way back into who you are and what you believe who you are. And really discover that. And then once you're able to destroy the version of yourself at that moment to step into who you should be and who you're destined to become, that's just a reflection on who you are as like a mirror, like a mirror. Like where you are right now, B, isn't where you're going to end up, right? Yes. And where you're like, what are you trying to accomplish? And what I believe I feel like in myself, what I'm trying to accomplish is something that's in other people's perception unobtainable. I think it changes though as well. Whatever yes. that is, it'll change. Like you, you say, like I would say something, I want this, but a year later I'll be like, uh, what was I thinking? That? That's my point. That was I my point. I might turn into like a hippie and become like a vegan and travel the world and become an activist and save animals. Like I don't effing know. You know what I mean? Like it changes. Like our life, <laughs> our life vision, I'm not saying that that will happen, but you never know. <laughs> I just had a visual of you in a van, like going, like you know, like you did, like the piece, like. But I'm, I'm dead serious. Oh my god! Happens. Have you heard of ayahuasca? Like, have you it? not heard of people taking ayahuasca and then? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They mm-hmm. find themselves and they're like, "Oh my god, this is not really who I am," and they completely change them to a different person. It happens. You're talking about the tea, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. I want, so, I want to do that, by the way. So do I. I haven't done it yet, but I will. And yeah. I can't wait. But every time I talk about it with someone, they're like, I don't want to do that. And I was like, that's because you're holding on to who you are right now. No, but it can, it can send you pretty crazy, I heard. However, but that's it. It's about okay. what's in your subconscious mind. Okay. So right. perfect example. And this, everyone's going to be like, what the fuck is he talking? Okay. I haven't even talked about this yet with people publicly. Oh, okay. Because people, pe- people think I'm nuts. Okay. When I said, it's like, so here's what I believe. Me putting in the work, like the moments where your frontal lobe, okay, and everyone understands this because that's why they listen to the show, most of them, that I put in so much when it comes to the psychology and the biology behind the human brain and what makes people move, okay? 
So that frontal lobe and that conscious and unconscious part of your brain, when it shuts off and you go to sleep and come unconscious, that's the best time for you to really investigate what's in your subconscious mind and what are you feeling? What are you, because you're not really feeling anything. You're just experiencing like what's in there. So the moment when I wake up in the morning, this is what has changed everything for me, B. The moment mm-hmm. that where I wake up, there's no technology that goes in. I told you just before, none. No technology, no nothing. I wake up when I wake up. I tell myself before I go to sleep when for I'm waking long? up. For how long with no technology? I, um, it's been over 500 something days. No, like when you wake up, how long is it? Five minutes, 10 minutes, half an Sometimes, hour? It, it depends, but I, I focus my all my attention on one thing first. I do one yeah. thing first. There's no wait, yawn, oh, no, none of that shit. I roll right out of bed. My feet are on the ground and my hands are up like this. And yeah, my eyes might be open and I'm like waking up and I'm enjoying the show. Think about what I just said. I'm enjoying the show. The show is, is when I'm going from unconscious to conscious and I'm enjoying what's actually in my subconscious mind and what's there and what do I need to investigate and what do I need to put? Because if you pay attention long enough, your intuition will tell you exactly what you should be doing that day. Just so you get the best ideas when you're alone in the shower. Because you, why? Because it's the yeah. first time probably that you are alone in your own fucking thoughts. Me, all, it's me all the time in the shower. I like okay. come up with the weirdest shit. <laughs> so what's in your subconscious? Like, are you taking that time yeah. to really just embrace and to really understand what's happening? And that tells you everything you need to. Because like, I have an idea. Like, I never thought I'd be in London. But I was like, I'm not, no, I won't live here, live here. Like, I don't want to be attached to anything. It's true, though. Like, so many people are so scared to do those things. And I guess find themselves, you know, in some form. I mean, to be, to be fair, I'm actually quite scared to find myself fully. I'm like, am I going to end up? this crazy woman you know like maybe a different person because it's it's true like you know we we wake up every day and like even though we're our our full selves but throughout the day of what we're doing and we're experiencing all these things we end up to be somewhat different or have all these masks that we're wearing and we sometimes ourselves in the end you know so it's hard to like you know really think about who the fuck am i Mm-hmm. You know, why am I is not the question after that, you know, like, why am I this way? And then now yeah. you're into past, like, who gives a shit, right? So you're not defined of your past. It's like, what can you do now? Like, I look at like, what can I control? If I can't control it, and if I can't, I guess, maneuver around these moving parts, then mm-hmm. how can I look back at it going, okay, what do I need to do moving forward? Well, if I can't, if I can't take a step, then I don't move because I know it's not going to obviously benefit me short term and long term. So why am I moving? Yeah. Because everyone's telling you to move. To like, London? Well, no, no. Everyone's telling you to move like in general. Like, so say for instance, if I know that I need to like me having this, I'm very deliberate and I'm very intentional. Very like a hundred percent. Like there's, I am so strategic and methodical that I don't put something there just to put it there. I put it there because I'm sometimes the, people have no idea what I'm doing. I'm putting things in motion. I'm attracting what I want. Like, so perfect example, you say you're not really a, a approachable. Yeah. Well, how can I get you to approach me? Think about that for a second. Think about how much thought that will actually come in. But I'm not saying dating. Like I'm just, let's use an example. So come, yeah, 
Let's use another example. So like, say for instance, I wanted to meet um, an individual in business because I believe that what they have and work out a a joint ventureship with them, okay? So if I want to approach them, I'm not going to approach them and say, Mm -hmm. I would like to work out a deal because what's going to happen? It's a good chance, high stakes when it comes to money like this, they're going to be like, potentially tell me no. So how do I get them to approach me for a deal rather than me approach them? I look at the moving parts. What are the moving parts? What in their business? What are they not visualizing? What do they not see? What do they not understand about the marketplace? And how can I end up buying or do a deal with one of the competitors to apply pressure without them knowing that it's actually me applying that pressure? And then they come to me and going, then I set it up. Who are their partners? I start hitting these touch points and put things in motion. By the time these moving parts happen, they go, Chris, I've been looking for This happens a lot, B. This happens a lot with me. They'll come to me and go, hey, I've been look, trying to get in touch with you for the last like three weeks or so. I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't realize that I've been trying to get in touch with you for the last six months. You don't realize that all these moving parts, you took a while. Holy shit. But I they know. don't. Right. So th- this is how much you have to put in that work of understanding the situation. I put in so much of that time, but I only focus on that one thing. So my advice to anybody out there listening to this, if you want to become an entrepreneur or if you want to exceed expectations, do you want to operate 100%? This is what it takes. And you know why they don't do it? It's because it takes effort. Effort. This is why we're here. I can do this all day. I can do this all day. <laughs> I can do this all day with you. It's 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 so simple though. Like, you know, it's like it's a simple thing. It's like literally just putting in the effort, showing up every single day, even mm-hmm. though it's like a shitty day, you're gonna have you know that it's gonna be shit. You just need to keep doing it over and over and over and over again. And then one day you'll get noticed. <laughs> right. One deal, one time, and then boom. You know, but that one deal, it's like, it's a compound effect, right? So how many yeah, compound exactly. effects that can exactly. you have in a row and that consistently over time and that compound effect, next thing you know, it piles up and all that momentum is like that. Remember we talked about all the way to the beginning is that tipping point. Yeah. Like when's your tipping point? You can't put in work for a day and then not do it for the next like four <laughs> or five months. Like I want to be a millionaire. Okay. Then why are you visualizing only a million? It's because you never made it before. To wrap up on this, and there's been a lot here to kind of, I don't even know how to really recap because we went in so many different directions, but that's kind of like oh, our life anyway. Let's talk about a ton of stuff. I think we ended up talking about like, what do we end up talking about? Like in, intuition and energy and we're a form of energy and yeah, crazy stuff today. Attachment, like I guess yeah, self-evaluation. Yeah, there's been... I don't know. There's been so much in here. It's like like four or five episodes. We should we should do a show called like Chris and Belinda Show. We should like who knows what we're and that's what, I think those are the best ones that you have no agenda. Yeah. Like what are we talking about today? I don't know. You're contradicting yourself. You just said that everything you do has an agenda. I know, form. but but that's what I'm saying though. That's the agenda. Yeah. It's like yeah. being able to create a show that is really you don't know how to put. <laughs> like it's Chris and B. Like it's B and Chris. Like who gives a shit? Who goes first? Like I don't know. <laughs> Let's just talk about random stuff. Like why am I here? <laughs> Literally, 
like, am I? Who am I? Why am I here? Like, I don't even know why I'm here right now. Like, is this, is it my name, Chris? Like, why is it my, I don't like labels. Like, why is that my name? Why? But let's, let's, let's wrap it up. If you could leave something with listeners for yourself, something that you've learned this week or month, right. like truly, truly, genuinely, what's something that shook you that you're like, oh my God. If I had have known or if I could share this piece of information to somebody that could utilize it, what would that be for you? For me personally? Yeah. That's a great question. I would say, I would say just get out of your own way. Just get out of your own way. I mean, create an environment for you to feel safe, to be able to be your true self. Okay. So if you're able to do that, then it really, it's not about seeking externally for anything. It's just, you're just like taking that time. I talked about the pasta and cooking sauce. I just want, that's all I want to do. And that's what I want to do at that time. And I know that the end result is I'm going to have some dope ass pasta. And you know, to be honest with you, I don't even eat it. I got to eat the first meal and I have all this, but now I've learned how to not cook for an army. So cooking just for myself, so, but taking that time just to get in the ingredients, right? Getting that one. And then I'll take that first bite and going, Hmm, next time I cook this, I'm going to cook it with less this or more of this because it's never going to be perfect. And that's the whole thing about life. I believe it's never going to be perfect. Yeah, Never, never, hmm. you know, we, we can have it all, but it's not going to be perfect. At all. I mean, because there's always going to be, you have to learn and love life and look at the imperfections and being 100% okay with it. Like, I'm good. I'm good. So, yeah. Anyways, guys, peace out. Much love. Be anything else you want to add? I think you've like stole the show tonight. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, I was like, holy shit, yeah, I can do it. This is really nothing. There's really nothing, guys. Like, honestly, like, if you want to reach out to me please like message me on linkedin mm-hmm. i love everybody and i connect and accept everyone just reach out to me on blender agnew a-g-n-e-w linkedin thank you so much by the way uh, i've had a blast i appreciate you more than you probably ever know i know there's a lot of other things that we'll end up potentially doing together moving forward might even have a show so who knew like we'll yeah, just like reach sure. out yeah That's so what- <laughs> <laughs> let's do whatever they will do all right guys Thanks. peace out much love Peace. Podcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there.